Hi, my name is Leah, and I'm an empath. According to one Instagram user who shall remain nameless, that phrase should indicate that I am still suffering from childhood trauma and also indicate that I am toxic in my relationships and my ability to emotionally relate to others. So I'm here today, ladies, to talk about empathy, the various types of empathy, how they impact our lives, and what they really look like. And I'm also here to tell you that regardless if you're a natural empath or someone who experiences empathy as a trauma response, there are ways to care for ourselves and continue to heal that emotional cycle. Are you ready? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Unspoken Cycle Podcast, where women of all ages and stages in life can find guidance and solace from life's everyday stresses. In each episode, we'll tackle a range of topics, including relationships, health, fertility, self-love, careers, mental illness, and more. Stay Stay tuned tuned for valuable insights, personal anecdotes, and the comfort of knowing you're not alone. alone. Here's your host, Leah Vaughn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unspoken Cycle podcast. I'm your host, Leah Vaughn, and thank you for joining me today. How are y'all doing today? It has been a crazy busy week. I actually have not been able to record as much as I wanted to. I set out to have a goal of recording at least one to two episodes or more a week. And so far, I'm only getting down to just one (laughs) in addition to my new segment for Fertility Fridays, which leads me to just send a quick... Uh, announcement. Fertility Fridays is now live and each Friday I will be posting a segment specifically for those who are on their fertility journeys, whether it's in the beginning, um, you're on the path currently, or you've, you know what it's like to deal with fertility issues and, and infertility. So if that applies to you, definitely tune in every Friday. It's going to be informative and just most importantly, a, a supportive community for um, something that's a really sensitive issue in a lot of women's lives. So, but thank you for joining me today. I'm excited for this episode because I typically don't get much motivation of the things that I do and the things that I write from social media, but today's a little bit different. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about. And I am diving right in just because I'm excited. I'm excited because it's relatable to a lot of people and I'm excited because I feel like there's a lot of things that need to be debunked. So here we go. I actually uh, also wrote a blog post called I'm an empath. Is it me or is it my trauma? And for those of you who enjoy this episode, you might want to check out the blog post. There is a lot of similarities in in what I wrote versus what I'll say and talk about today, but um, it's very interesting. So today's episode is for all the empaths in the world. The reason why I wanted to talk about empathy today is because a couple of days ago, I was scrolling through my Instagram, which... I don't do much anymore. At one point I had deactivated all of my social media, but I did reactivate it for marketing purposes. There has been some feedback for my podcast and website that has been really helpful and valuable to me. So I'm using it just solely for that purpose right now. And I saw a story of a person who screenshotted a conversation with someone else about empathy and their comment said, 
and this is quote unquote, anyone who says I'm an empath is giving big red flags because they're clearly suffering from unhealed childhood trauma. And then the individual went on to say that people who label themselves as, emp as empathic are toxic and have toxic behaviors because they don't know how to truly relate to emotions and because they're always walking on eggshells around each other and around other people and in their relationships. And it's just a really bad sign in someone's character. So naturally, I consider myself an empath and I took it so personally, not even personally, that's not the right way to say it. I was offended because there are two sides to empathy. Yes, trauma can be one of them. Yes. But the way that this person was labeling anyone who calls himself an empath as a toxic person who has red flag characteristics for relationships and their personality was totally not fair, first of all. And second of all, for me, an indicator that that person was definitely deflecting their trauma response from empathy and ex experiences with empathy and their lives onto anyone else who may say, I'm an empath. And so I was like, okay, next topic, got to do it, got to dig into this one, because there are so many people out there who can relate to others emotionally and who feel for their experiences. And I am one of them. I want to talk about that today because it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. And there is such a thing as natural empathy. And there is such a thing as empathy as a trauma response. But I really think it's important to be informed because what I don't want is for people who find themselves naturally empathic towards others to think that they are toxic or that that's a red flag. And then that creates emotional instability. It creates second guessing who you are and can lead down a path that's really unhealthy as well. And so I think it can be very dangerous to use social media as a platform to label experiences and label people's character traits based on our personal experiences. I'm definitely using this opportunity to speak up just because I want everyone to be educated. I know so many people in my life who are very empathic people who are very caring, very compassionate people. And I just think that it's important to know the difference in how we feel, how we are, how we act, whether or not things are unhealthy, character traits or not. So yeah, that's my purpose today in talking about empathy. And I think that this will be something that's helpful for a lot of people. And you know what? At the end of the day, I hope that person who made that comment listens to my podcast episode. If you're listening to my podcast episode and you think, huh, I think I said something like that on my Instagram a few days ago. Was that me? Please reach out to me because I think it's important to, again, just be educated in the difference between natural empathy and empathy as a trauma response and understand how the things that were said were a trauma response and a perfect example of unhealed trauma. We just have to, again, be careful as to how we project our trauma onto others and expect others to have similar responses or behaviors if we found those things within ourselves. You're listening, You're listening to The Unspoken Cycle with Leah Vaughn. Embrace your female within. 
of course, natural empathy exists, right? I don't know how many times I've had a conversation with someone, whether it be about the line of work that I'm in or mental health or just life in general. And that person said, I'm such an empathic person and I really feel for others. I do find that that's something that's very common in people. And that's why I want to be sure that we understand how natural empathy works. So natural empathy is specifically defined as a psychological identification with or vicarious experiencing of the emotions, thoughts, or attitudes of another. So how many times have you said, I'm living vicariously through that other person's experiences? What does that mean? It's me it means that we're hypothetically taking it on as our own, right? The psychological identification with or vicarious experiencing of the emotions, thoughts, or attitudes of another, meaning we feel for people and what they're going through or what they're experiencing. That's natural empathy. I myself am a natural empath. That's what makes me really good at what I do as far as relating to trauma response, as far as relating to needing to heal in our lives from trauma or from things that we've been through that are really hard to overcome. It's a very important characteristic for me professionally to be able to maybe not understand exactly what my clients are going through or exactly how they're feeling, but be able to relate to them in a way that I can feel for them and better understand their need and how it's important for them to be able to heal and move forward. If I'm coming from just a clinical standpoint, then that's very textbook and, and can be very impersonal for that healing experience. And trauma is deep rooted. It needs a personal touch in order to really navigate that process for that one individual person in the best way possible. So Yes, I'm a natural empath. And you know what? It can be a blessing because like I said, there, there are benefits to being able to feel like I can vicariously experience another person's emotions and feelings and kind of what they're going through and, and hypothetically put myself in their shoes. It can also be a curse because being a naturally empathic person means I'm not just like that in my career. I'm like that every day, all the time. So I tend to take on other people's emotions not as my own, but just very intensely. That's made me very vulnerable in relationships in the past. In a lot of ways, I feel like being naturally empathic has made me vulnerable to the abuse that I've experienced at the hands of others. I tend to be very forgiving. I tend to be extremely understanding and maybe more so in a way that doesn't necessarily benefit me at times. For me personally, being a natural empath can be a great thing uh, in my relationships and in my life with others and can also be a not so great thing in my life with others. In other words, it's definitely something that a lot of people can experience. And it's important to understand that it's a real thing. Oftentimes, natural empaths can very easily begin to feel the emotions and understand thought processes of other people on a level that allows them to feel deeply emotionally connected to what that person's going through or what that person's experiencing. And that's not a bad thing. And it shouldn't be something that we're ashamed of, or it shouldn't be something that we think is a red flag. It shouldn't be something that we think we need to change or work on. It's not unhealthy to be a natural empath. So I want to just make that very clear up front. 
the focus today is going to be empathy as a trauma response. Because that person's comment was specifically about empathy as a trauma response, that led me to believe that there's probably a lot of people who do experience trauma-related empathy and don't realize it or don't know what it is and why it's affecting them and their relationships in their life the way that it is. So I want to bring more attention to what that looks like and why that is something that we do need to work on in our lives if that's what we are experiencing, because that is not a healthy trait to carry when we've experienced trauma. We should definitely begin or continue the healing process of the traumatic experiences that we've you know, endured in our lives if we are suffering from trauma-related empathy. So empathy as a trauma response works differently than natural empathy. I'll explain. Trauma creates a heightened attentiveness to emotion, which includes the ways that we perceive our surroundings, our environment. Uh, we essentially learn to read the room when we're around other people and we react more intensely to facial expressions, tone of voice, body language in a way that becomes self-protected. So that means that we begin to predict a person's thoughts, feelings, and emotions through visual and instinctive cues. We take these cues and we translate them into what that person is feeling, what that person is thinking, what that person's next actions might be. And because it's a learned defense mechanism that we develop as a trauma response, it becomes something that kind of keeps us on edge and in a constant fight or flight mode. So trauma-related empathy is very different because we learn it. It's not something that's naturally a part of who we are and how we interact with others. We learn it as a defense mechanism because of what we've been through and what we've experienced in our trauma. We begin, again, to read people. We learn the cues of the reflections in their voice do they sound like they're getting to be upset or does it sound like their emotions are escalating? What does their facial expression look like? Are they frowning? Are they smirking? Are they, you know, straight faced? And, and do they look like they're going to negatively react to something I just said or something I just did? reading the room, what is going on with the vibe and the energy in the room? Am I feeling like it's intense, like something bad is going to happen? Or am I feeling comfortable, like I can be calm and relax? This constant state of having to pick up on the cues around us, whether it be from a per person in particular and something that we're experiencing with that person, an activity, a conversation. Maybe we had a conflict and we're trying to determine how this person is going to react or act or think next about us or towards us. That's not a natural emotional state of being. It's going to elevate our stress levels, our anxiety, paranoia, obsessiveness, all of these things then begin to compound emotionally onto us as, as a huge traumatic stressor. And that's why trauma-related empathy is not a good thing. 
because we can't necessarily control it, right? It's a trauma response. If we could control all of our triggers and all of the ways that trauma affects us, we would all be fine. We would never have to deal with any trauma-related anything because when we did experience those triggers and that's, it wouldn't even turn into stress. In order to really deal with trauma-related empathy, we have to step back and we have to take a look at how it impacts us. Are we always on edge? Are we walking on eggshells around other people? Do we have anxieties in social situations? Are we constantly trying to speak for others, finish their sentences? Are we constantly trying to read someone's facial expressions? Do we constantly take things personal just by what someone looks like or what their body language is expressing rather than what they've told us about how they feel? You know, that could be something huge in an intimate relationship, in a in a partner relationship. Someone may just be having a stressful day or maybe they're just in uber relaxation mode and not very expressive with themselves in that moment. And we take it personal and then we talk to them about how we're taking it personal and maybe we want to ask them, are, are you okay? Is something wrong? Did I do something? When we're constantly bringing that to the table with a partner who is reassuring us verbally, no, I'm I'm fine. You didn't do anything wrong. That can be really frustrating because eventually that person on the receiving end of our worry and of our anxiety and of our paranoia is going to get tired. It's not our fault. So we have to figure out how to, number one, identify trauma-related empathy and number two, identify how it's impacting us. Those things I just mentioned are primary examples of how trauma-related empathy does impact us negatively. We have to be able to understand that our past experiences and trauma does not live in our current present life unless we allow it to. So part of that healing process is understanding that yes, trauma is real. The experiences and the situations that we've endured are real. They did happen. But here we are today, now in the present. We choose whether or not we carry that past history with us. And there's a difference between acknowledging it and living in it as if it's still going on. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned for more empowering conversations on the Unspoken Cycle podcast. So trauma does impact us in an empathic way, in a way that it teaches us unhealthy ways to navigate social situations and relational situations. So I think it's important to understand, again, when we do identify that trauma-related empathy is impacting us, we need to make sure that we know it's not our fault, that it's absolutely a conditioned trauma response. And we have to take that information and that knowledge and that understanding of ourselves and what's going on, and we have to do what's necessary to change it. If you're somebody who's experienced deep-rooted trauma at any point in your life, and in particular in childhood, you are highly likely to be somebody who is an empath as a result of trauma response. Are you someone who walks on eggshells the moment you walk into a room with other people? Do you immediately begin to read the room? Do you immediately begin to try to pick up on cues 
from the people around you. What is the noise volume like? Does it sound like there's intensity going on? What are the expressions on their faces? Do they look like they're having fun or does this look like this is an issue? I'm having a conversation in, in my personal relationship. What is that person's facial expressions? They look like they're upset with me. They look like their their level of frustration is intensifying. So now I have to protect myself. Now I have to be reactive. That's unhealthy. So now that we have a better understanding of natural empathy versus empathy as a trauma response, what are the ways that we can care for ourselves so that either one doesn't affect us negatively? Because like I said, natural empathy can be a blessing and a curse. So when it feels like a curse, what do we do about that? We can't just turn it off, right? And what if we are somebody who has experienced trauma-related empathy? We obviously can't turn that off either. So what do we do about that? I have answers. Ladies, either of these things can impact our lives tremendously in so many different ways. But there's always an answer. And that's the beauty of why I love talking about this kind of stuff. Because a lot of the time we are neck deep into however we're feeling or whatever we're going through or whatever life situation period is going on around us. And it just feels like there's no way out. I don't know how many times I have felt like that in my life, where I just feel like there really is no answer or there really is no way out. So allow me to elaborate on the beautiful options that we have in our lives to care for ourselves and to heal ourselves. So empathy in any form can be heavy and feel like emotional baggage, whether it's natural empathy or whether it's trauma related, right? For me personally, as a natural empath, it's critical that I engage in self-care because I need to offload the emotional heaviness of empathy. Most of the time, the need for me to offload that emotional heaviness is after a really tough day at work, especially if I have several clients in one day, maybe there are several crises going on in their lives, maybe something is particularly difficult for them to overcome, or they're just feeling emotionally heavy. Of course, they offload that and talk about that with me. And I tend to take that on. So those days are particularly important for me to be able to care for myself. How do I do that? I journal. I play my cello. I go out on the water. I go sailing. I spend lazy days in bed sometimes just disconnecting from the world. And maybe I'll read magazines or watch movies or binge watching, you know, a series on Netflix or something that I love. Sometimes even during the day, I'll just take a moment, take a break, maybe a quick 15 minutes or a 30 minute lunch or whatever I need. And I'll go on my back patio and I'll just listen to nature and sit in silence or watch my dogs play. You know, so sometimes we just have to figure out in that moment what we need to disconnect from that emotional intensity. These particular self-care methods for me help me to disengage, decompress, because I need to be able to care for and nurture my own mental health while I'm caring for and nurturing others. Trauma-based empathy requires self-care too, but in a way that encourages self-awareness and also promotes the healing process. Someone who experiences trauma-based empathy may suffer from anxiety in relational or social situations. They may take responsibility for other people's feelings. They may find themselves obsessing over the way that other people feel and feel that intense need to be a fixer. Are you a fixer? I can tend to be a fixer. That's something that has been definitely part of the curse 
aspect of empathy for me is that when I see someone going through it, or if I'm going through it in a relationship in my life, friend, family, marriage, whatever, I feel the intense need to fix it immediately. I want the discomfort of whatever that is to go away and be better. And the irony is I don't want it to be better for myself in those moments. I want it to be better for the other person because then what happens is they feel better. They're in a better place and then I can breathe easy. And that trickles down to how I feel. So for trauma-based empathy, therapy sometimes in the form of CBT or DBT is a great resource for trauma healing. If you don't know what CBT and DBT are, cognitive behavioral therapy and dialectical behavioral therapy are two different types of psychotherapies often used in trauma healing to combat depression, anxiety. They are very effective in helping us learn to take a step back to evaluate the way that we think and process and act and to take our emotional statuses and be able to understand that so that we're not in such a heightened emotional state all the time. CBT and DBT therapy are extremely effective modalities of therapy, by the way. If you're currently somebody who sees a therapist or a psychiatrist, psychologist, any of the above, definitely if you have not ever explored CBT or DBT therapy, I highly encourage you to talk to your provider about it. Processing emotions that come up for us is critical but can be very difficult to do. Absolutely. Trauma is tricky. It's complex and it can definitely be deceiving for us as well because trauma will convince us that we're always in danger or that we will be eventually. And that creates a constant state of worry and fear and anxiety. And again, like I mentioned before, keeps us in that static fight or flight mode. So if I could address the individual who made that comment on Instagram, I would certainly let them know that, yes, you're right. Empathy as a result of trauma response is real. It's absolutely not something that we are educated enough about. We don't speak enough about it. So you're right. It exists. However, there are so many people who are natural empaths in their lives. And those individuals really hone in on who they are emotionally and how they relate to others emotionally. So I don't think it's fair to assume that all people who consider themselves to be empathic are neck deep in their trauma. And I do think that regardless of what type of empathy we experience in our lives, we should always, always, always extend grace to anyone who can relate to empathy and to anyone who can relate to what it's like to walk in those shoes natural empathy or trauma-related empathy, those shoes are heavy sometimes. And we certainly shouldn't characterize anyone else and how they deal with their experiences based on what we do in our lives and how we deal with our experiences. How I handle my trauma when I'm feeling triggered or how I handle my trauma and how I process it is not the same as how you handle yours. So if I have found myself engaging in toxic behaviors in my life because of my trauma, it's not fair of me to assume that you or anyone else does the same. I have to heal more. I need to do more work on myself and meeting my trauma head on and allowing myself to go through a deeper healing process. So to all of the empaths out there, we can get through it. 
It's totally possible. Let's first acknowledge that it is a part of who we are, and then let's identify what type of empathy we're experiencing. That is going to make all the difference. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today as I dug deep into the meaning of empathy, what it looks like, what the differences are in in natural empathy and trauma-related empathy. And I hope that no matter where you're at in your life, you can identify what you need to do to care for yourself because that's going to be the most important way to navigate empathy. We have to care for ourselves and we have to allow ourselves to nurture what we need to nurture within ourselves emotionally, period. There's a great article on trauma-based empathy that I encourage anyone who's interested to take a look at. It's online. You can find it on the National Library of Medicine. It's called Elevated Empathy in Adults Following Childhood Trauma. It was comprised by David M. Greenberg, Simon Baron Cohen, Nora Rosenberg, Peter Fonagy, and Peter J. Renfro. It's got great information on different types of empathy, how trauma is related to empathy, and why it becomes a trauma response. So again, if you're interested, definitely take a look. It is on the National Library of Medicine's website at ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. How's that for you? I encourage you all to like and subscribe. Please tune in each Monday for a new episode of the Unspoken Cycle podcast. And don't forget, there is an amazing community of women waiting for you with open arms at theunspokencycle.com. Sign up and join our free membership community today. And let's get through this crazy thing called life together. It's a sisterhood, y'all. I'm excited to see you there. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to The Unspoken Cycle with Leah Vaughn. Remember to embrace your female within and connect with our community at theunspokencycle.com. Until next time, take care.